This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Now in today's episode, we are going to continue our conversation from the last episode. Teacher Julie and I discussed customs and cultures and during the conversation, there were many new words and expressions used. So today we are going to go over five of those expressions and words and help you understand how to sound more like a native English speaker. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the weekly English words membership. That's right. Weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? 
I am doing awesome. I had to switch it up too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Well, this episode, Julie, what we're going to be doing is we're going to look at five of the words or expressions from the previous episode. We were talking about culture and customs. Um, We had a good conversation. I think we gave a lot of information to the students. Um, So we wanted to kind of go into more detail into a few of the words and expressions that we had. Um, just as a reminder, students, as you're listening, uh, Julie and I were going to go over five of the words or expressions, but there were a lot more mentioned in the episode. And again, whenever we have conversations, we always use natural English expressions. So if you want to learn more than what you're going to hear in this episode, remember to go to weeklyenglishwords.com and you'll see video explanations from teacher Julie explaining the words and expressions that we use during the conversation. Uh, Many of you are already members, but if you're not a member yet, you're missing out. So go to weeklyenglishwords.com. Julie, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, (laughs) number one. uh, The first one we're going to look at, Julie, is see eye to eye. Now, you and I clearly know this expression and we use it very naturally, but let's kind of start off first. Can you give kind of a general breakdown of what see eye to eye is? And then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a really common expression. And if you see eye to eye with someone, it means that you have the same perspective or point of view or opinion as them. So you just see things in the same way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, that happened so fast. It caught me off guard. I can talk more about it. <laughs> no, you don't. I was trying to type some extra words and I was like, oh, she's done. Okay. Let me go back. <laughs> um, no, yes, that was a great explanation, actually. Um, uh, as you were explaining it, though, another thing that popped in my head was when we first met. And again, like we're both English teachers and I feel like we both made the decision to work together because we see eye to eye as it relates yes. to like teaching methodology. I think you agreed too. Yeah. Like we yeah. see eye to eye. Yeah. So I think we see eye to eye on many things. Um, yeah. The more that I get to know you, of course, as teachers, mm. um, but also our perspective on many, many different things. Um, I would say that we, we see eye to eye. Yeah. yeah. Well then let's, let's, uh, let's expound a little bit. To help them <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> okay. Okay. In the last episode, we were talking about culture. And I think that this came up when we were talking about um, like differences in culture. And uh, it's important, like if you are in a relationship with someone or you have a friendship with someone that whether you see eye to eye or not with them um, to try to understand the other person. So chances are that if someone is from a different culture than you or, or a different country than you, um, that you will not see eye to eye on every single thing. And even if that's the case, like it doesn't matter and that's okay. It's totally fine. But yeah, yeah, what matters is that you try to respect them. And this is what I said in the previous episode that, um, Canadians do. And this is what we consider to be polite that even when you don't see eye to eye with someone, you still try to, understand them and respect uh where they're coming from so yeah yeah. that's true very true i um i totally agree on that i think you know as you mentioned like uh the more that we like work together and stay around each other like we realize certain things that we see eye to eye on um it is very interesting like when you think about friendships too or in relationships in general i think it's those things that actually make you want to get to know the person more when you realize hey we have these things in common uh, i have a friend of mine in korea and 
we see eye to eye on a lot of things that relate to like our worldviews or like how we view, she's a teacher as well. But even when it comes to, and you know, I've talked about this too, like say art, yeah. like the way we view like yeah. the world in relation to art, it's like, oh man, like when I see this, this is kind of what I, what I think of, or I, when I see this art, I kind of inspired. I think that really does um, help you understand each other more. And it's yeah. like the cultural differences kind of, I guess, become minimal or not as important yeah. when you see eye to eye on other things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a difference. So like, like we're talking about us, but we're also talking about culture. We're talking about so many things. And this expression is so easy to use because yeah. in reality, everyone sees everything differently. Like no two people like, okay, you and I, we have things in common, but of course I'm sure that there are things that we yeah. don't see eye to eye on. We don't agree on. Um, yeah. We haven't come across too many, but I'm sure that there are things that we that we see differently, right? She's so, not lying, guys. Her throat's bothering her. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about how that would sound. <laughs> I know. Like, let me clarify, guys. No, she's not lying. No. We actually we're, we're, we're okay. Sore throat, just yeah. a sore throat. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think like because the reality is that everyone you meet will have a different opinion about something. True. It's pretty easy to use this expression to describe that situation. So yeah. like we've used it so many times, even in this few minutes. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's an easy one to use. It's worth learning. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. See eye to eye. All right. Well, the next one is also a really good one too, Julie. Couldn't voice my opinions when I was younger. That's the sentence that came out in the previous episode. Um, but voice my opinion. So I guess we can do a tag team. I'll explain this one and then we'll go back and forth. Okay, cool. Um, so number two is voice my opinion. And again, this is something that as native English speakers, we use on a regular basis, like without even thinking about it. And it really just means to give your opinion. It's just another way of saying, I'm going to give my opinion. We say, I'm going to voice my opinion. And it just means putting words to the thoughts that are in your head putting words to your ideas in the sense of not just leaving it in your head, but letting someone else know what you're thinking, letting someone else know how you feel about a certain uh, topic or something that's going on. We say, I want to voice my opinion on dot, dot, dot. So I don't know if you want to add to that or if you want to kind of dive. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically um, just saying what you think, saying what your opinion is rather than, like you said, keeping it to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that Tiffany, this is something that you, kind of a point that you kind of um, emphasize in all of your lessons that when you're developing your answers, when you speak, when you're speaking, like it's natural to give your opinion, even when people don't ask, like we just give our opinions all the time about everything. Um, and this is part of Western culture and this yeah. is part of conversation. And this is part of speaking to English speakers. Um, it, it's just the way it is. Like you yeah. have a conversation and you say what you think you don't ask for someone to you don't wait for someone to ask your opinion. You just voice your opinion. So you, exactly. you say what you think about everything, about news, about about a story. You heard it literally about everything. So, yeah, I think it's a big part of our culture. So being able to voice your opinion is something that even if it doesn't come naturally to you, it's something yeah. that you should um, work on doing and become confident with doing. Yeah, I agree. And I think, Julie, you brought out a good point. Like, even if you're not comfortable with it, it's something that you have to learn how to do. Um, mm -hmm. I found that a lot of students that I've worked with, and I'm sure you've experienced the same, in their culture, it was not natural for them to give their opinion yeah. because of whether it's based on a hierarchy like the age, 
um, if they were younger, their opinion didn't matter. So for them to come to the Western culture or learn our language and have to learn how to all of a sudden put into words all of these thoughts, because we're human beings, we all have thoughts. But now putting into words those thoughts that have been, I guess, rummaging or moving around in your head for all these years, it's really a challenge. Um, And that's something, again, you mentioned, I do put a lot of emphasis on that because I feel like specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners, that's kind of the key because they've been putting in so much information. And again, those listening, I'm speaking to you, you've been putting in so much information, like you've learned a lot of words, a lot of ideas, but you got to get it out. And when you get it out, that's the sign of you being uh, an advanced English speaker, being able to process yeah. what you've been uh, putting in. And um, kind of to add to this too, I'm thinking about like the idea of voicing our opinions. It really starts early in life, Julie. Like I have my niece, yeah. you know, she's four. I've talked to you about her before. From that age, even when she was like two years old, we always asked, hey, how are you feeling? What did you do today? Now she was two. Half of the things she said, we had no idea. <laughs> But it was like giving her an opportunity to express herself. So I guess as a way to encourage students that are listening, realize it is a process. Like you're not going to immediately just all of a sudden be able to voice your opinions when you have been doing your entire life. You have to kind of be patient with yourself and realize that this is something that we've been doing literally our entire lives, but you can learn how to do it. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's true that since we were kids, um, we're asked our opinion about things like even in kindergarten, like you you hear a story and you're like, what do you think about that story? Like, it's, how do you feel about that story? (laughs) So it's funny, but it's true. Like it's something that we learn from a young age. So this ability is something that we are taught. So I guess like, of course, in cultures where that's not the norm, then it's much harder to transition into doing that in adulthood when you live in a world or a reality where maybe your opinion doesn't matter maybe nobody asks you maybe you don't have a chance to form thoughts or ideas and express them even in your own language so yeah. when it comes to doing it in english it's very difficult but yeah like you said it's something that can be learned so yeah. it's not something that an ability that everyone has naturally but voicing your opinion is something that will take your English to the next level because it's expected because otherwise your conversations just end. Exactly. Exactly. You say like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I disagree. Or, oh, that's nice. And then like, there's nothing else. So no back and forth. It's just, yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. All right. So that was voice your opinion. Now, number three is kind of two parts. It's tolerant versus intolerant. So tolerant versus intolerant. And it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tolerant and intolerant. I think that I mentioned this when I was talking about uh, Canada and Canadian culture. I mentioned that we are very tolerant people. So this is an adjective tolerant. And it means that you accept and respect uh, people who are different from you and things that are different from you. So even if like it doesn't matter whether it's culture, whether it's religion, whether it's ideas, opinions. Um, if you are tolerant of other people, it means that you listen to them, you try to understand them, you respect them. You don't necessarily agree and that's okay as long as you do so respectfully. And the opposite is intolerant. And this is when you don't want to hear what other people have to say. Like anyone who is different from you, you don't have time for them. You don't respect them. Um, so yeah, Canadians in general are quite tolerant. Of course, there are 
people who are intolerant everywhere in every country and every culture. Um, But most people are very tolerant. uh, And that's one of the things that I mentioned I liked about uh, Canadian culture. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it is um, a good quality to have. I feel honestly that, um, again, I'll speak in general. I think Americans are tolerant outside of excluding what's going on in the media, of course. But I feel like we are tolerant. And I experienced this more, again, from living overseas in Korea. And there were certain situations where there would be an individual that did not fit the societal norm. Like something about the individual was different. He or she didn't look like everyone else. Maybe they spoke differently or maybe something was just different about them and unique and maybe not normal. I found that the Westerners were more um, accepting and tolerant of that person's unique qualities. Like we didn't necessarily point a finger. It was more like, hey, let's celebrate your uniqueness and move on with life. Whereas my Korean friends or people that I was around, I noticed that they would point fingers at the person's unique quality and kind of single them out. And I realized, ah, in Western culture, we are a little bit more tolerant of individuals who have unique qualities. And again, this is not uh, in any way trying to downplay Korean culture at all. It's just something that I recognized was different from my own culture. We're more tolerant of differences and more tolerant of unique qualities. And again, that comes from the fact that we literally are a melting pot in America. And again, you've mentioned before as well, like Canada is also a melting pot, whereas Korea is not. Like they literally have generations and generations of generations of just one blood, like Korean. So when you're like that, it is easy for you to see the differences and think of them as being a little bit odd as opposed to where we're just tolerant of them. Yeah. And, And to add to this, like for you guys as English learners, when you're speaking to people from different Uh, cultures which you're going to do as you're learning English uh, it's important to be tolerant and for people to be tolerant of you like this is a this is a big thing because we've mentioned a few times that language and culture go hand in hand they go together and people who speak English are expecting other people to be tolerant of them like this goes along with the language it goes along with um, the way you communicate in English so if you show that you are intolerant or disrespectful or impatient with people in English it comes across as very rude and people don't want to talk to you so as you are improving your English and learning English and talking to other people remember to be tolerant of them and make sure that they are, that they're tolerant of you as well. Agreed. Agreed. Good point. Very good point. Um, number four, I think it's on me. I think the ball's in my court. It is your turn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Number four. Thank you. I'll take it and I'll shoot that shot. But those (laughs) that play basketball, they got that. Um, (laughs) the students. All right. Find common ground. All right. Find common ground. So This is a very useful expression as well. And it just means to find things that you have in common or things that are alike, things that you and the individual you're speaking with actually agree on or have the same experiences in. So for example, earlier, um, I guess it was earlier in the previous episode, um, Julie, we were talking about, you know, how we met. And then I mentioned art and I was talking about my friend in Korea, who's an artist. But for those that don't know, Julie is also an amazing artist as well. So we talked about the fact that we both really love art. 
So we found common ground, something that that we both enjoy, we both like, something that uh, we agree on. So finding common ground just means to find something that you both either agree on, you both like, or you both um, have the same perspective on. And I think this is important, as was mentioned in the previous episode, this is important when you're speaking about cultures and different cultures being in the same environment or existing together, like people from different cultures existing together, it's important to find a common ground. Like uh, when I was overseas, the common ground was Koreans love food, they love music, and they love being together. All three of those are very similar in my culture. Love food, love being together, and love music. So when they had these (laughs) get-togethers, it was really nice because I was used to being in that environment. It was just now there were people that looked different from me. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I, it was so, it got so comfortable that I never really, I didn't see my friends there as Koreans. If, the, if you can understand, like yes. I didn't see them as you look Korean until I would see a picture and I'm like, I'm the only black face in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I and you know, um, to add to this, like when it comes to finding common ground, again, as an English learner, this is something that will help you when you are making conversations with people, because like developing your conversations can be tough. Like when you get to a certain point and you sort of exhaust a topic, you talk about it and then you have nothing else to say. And then you're silent and there's like these awkward moments. Um, if you're able to find common ground when you're making conversation, when you're making small talk, this will help your conversations to go much more naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, we found art as a common ground and also living abroad as a common ground. And in some cases, it's food or music or culture where your family's from. There's lots of different things. And I think that any two people, if they try hard enough, mm-hmm. can find common ground. Like it takes effort from both people, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this will help as well to understand people of different cultures, to make friends and to have better conversations if you can find, manage to find common ground uh, with people. Yeah, it does make a difference. It really does. Yeah. All right. We've come to our final one. Again, guys, just our final one for this episode. You guys can go to weeklyenglishwords.com and listen to the rest and actually watch videos, um, explanations. But number five, family-centered. It's in your court. (laughs) (laughs) So family center, this is a hyphenated adjective, okay? And um, this means focused on a family, all right? So anything centered, so for example, student-centered is focused on a student, all right? Um, So family centered, in the last uh, episode, we were talking about holidays that we kind of celebrate with our families. And I said that I don't think that a lot of my holidays are family centered. I think that's what I said, which Uh means that, um, no, the only family centered or family focused holidays were like Christmas Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving. Um, But other holidays were, I usually spent with friends. So, um, excuse me, when it comes to talking about your culture and talking about holidays, you can use this to describe whether you are family centered, whether you're family focused or not. So if you value your family a lot and you spend a lot of time with them, you can use family centered uh, when you are talking about this. If someone asks you about your culture, um, you can use this to to talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
Good example. Good example. I think just to piggyback on what you said, um, again, like tapping into the Korean culture, I think like for those who have a culture that is similar to Korea's culture, Koreans are focused on community. So they could say a person that was trying to talk about culture in an English conversation could say, oh, well, my culture is community centered. Like it's about the community yeah. existing together and operating together. So again, like you mentioned, Julie, this is a very useful uh, hyphenated adjective because centered just means focused on and mm -hmm. culture automatically talks about like, what are you focused on in your life or around the people that are around you? What do you focus on the most? Mm -hmm. So it's a very useful, very useful adjective. So very yeah. useful. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for those listening, this episode has come to an end. But again, you guys can hear more of the words and expressions by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Teacher Julie gives excellent explanations for each of the words and each of the expressions. So Julie, thank you for joining me today in this episode. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. I also enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the Weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.